0: Welcome to the 19th episode of the second season of Guys Being Dudes Radio. I'm your host, Tex-Mex. Today, myself and Coach get into a Black Widow review at the end of the cast. Up front, some normal talk of the day and some good old-fashioned rowing talk. All on this week's episode of Guys being dudes radio. Welcome to, I don't know, halfway through season two of Guys Being Dudes Radio. Uh, today, another normal podcast. I don't, I haven't actually checked in with you. Have you finished uh, Twin Peaks season two yet?
1: No, but I found out it is on Netflix. Oh, it's still there? Let me know on uh, Hulu. Oh,
0: okay. Maybe that's where it moved to. Anyway. Um, we probably won't do our season two of uh boys peaking wrap up for another week or so, but also these aren't like technically I think the podcasts are, are being aired like a full two or three weeks after we record them. So who knows? Um, we'll, we'll circle back. We'll, we'll get there eventually. I don't want to, I don't want to talk about any of that, but if it's on Hulu, yeah, I, I got I think I'm almost done. I think I had like three or four episodes left. Um, before we return to boys peeking uh so this is a regular podcast at the back end those of you are willing to stick around we're gonna talk about black widow and marvel nonsense but you know been a minute good old-fashioned podcast uh coach just you and me uh today probably everybody's got the invite but probably isn't gonna come uh how was your how was your week two weeks i think since the last time we recorded Anything exciting? Anything fun? Anything interesting?
1: Um, nothing think. I mean, not mean, nothing too crazy. Yeah. I had my whole uh, eye fiasco where I woke up on Sunday with my eye half cut. That was fun. Got to spend the morning in uh, urgent care. Yeah. But, you know, nothing major. Essentially just an ingrown pimple is what it sounded like, so... Happens to the best of us. Most of the swelling's down, so I'm I'm, I'm good to go. Practices started. Summer stuff. Nothing. Nothing right home about. Just teaching people how to row, kind of less crappily.
0: <coughs> Truly, the easiest job in the world.
1: <laughs> it's accurate. It's not. It's not the NFL, you know.
0: You know, it's not the NFL. If it was the NFL, then that'd be a different story. But it's not. Um. Yeah, I mean, I can uh, talk about it a little bit. Uh, you, you you segwayed us into rowing, and also at the uh, at our like soft thirty minute mark is probably when I'll we'll, we'll take a hard turn to Black Widow. So, anybody listening, feel free to skip ahead if you don't care. But then again, who would listen to us and actually make it to the end of the podcast? I, I feel like most, most people who listen, if we had actual listen analytics, make it like five minutes. It's like, oh, I guess like uh, my friends are doing this thing, and then they turn it off. <laughs> But, oh, um, I am now involved in a very minor role so far in trying to help Howard University relaunch or launch a rowing program. Um, we'll see how that goes. Club rowing. Club rowing. Uh, I'm, a, I'm not a five-star man. I'm not a varsity man, uh, <laughs> as far as collegiate goes. But I was like, I'm, I'm, I'm helping a sophomore out over there who rowed in... New York City for like four years, and then obviously she's she's a sophomore. So you know, to date this podcast, there was this kind of like 100 year plague thing that happened last year. So all the students were pretty much, you know, I was gonna say work from home, but school from home. So she wrote another year there or whatever in New York, and um, Howard had like the first like you know black team, and then also or one of the, 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 like a very strong team. Like it's very, it was a very notable varsity team. And then I think they were a club briefly, but then interest wasn't there and it all fell apart. So, uh, this girl's trying to start up a program again. And I, I was like, uh, referring to club sports. We went to, you know, the Pennsylvania state university. Uh, I knew about the kind of like the club sports nonsense there. And then, where I work now at a certain university in America. Um, I know about the club sports nonsense there. So I told her like, you know, I I'm way over bandwidth on, on my personal and, and work activities, but if you want help, like writing a constitution and all that, like I can, you know, be another set of eyes and help out. And I went to their website and man, I I can't imagine trying to start a rowing club. <laughs>
1: Yeah, it's it's something else, man.
0: The like that, I'm I'm sure people do it uh, with more like amenable schools and stuff. But I I can't speak for Howard's club uh, sports program. Howard University's club sports program. I don't know what the people are like who work there, uh, their work ethic or, or or how things are handled. But all the club sports organizations I've dealt with historically. Uh, have been very uh, difficult, let's say. <laughs> so I can't imagine trying to start a novel program, especially something like rowing, which is, you know, high risk for the insurance nerds and like incredibly expensive to get off the ground.
1: Yeah, it's it's a tough sport to get going. Yeah, but you know, it's, it's a fun sport. It's worth it once you once once you get over the initial overhead, it can actually. I mean, it's never cheap, but it's yeah. that initial overhead that's really hard to overcome.
0: Well, so the thing is, like, I don't know Division One football, right? I don't know the expenses of Division One football. But tr- truly, at the end of the day, once you're out of, like, high school football, I'd, I'd imagine, like, Division One football and basketball, fuck, hockey and, and maybe baseball have to, like, push rowing, like, for raw expenses, not,
1: you know. Football, a good college football team is going to be very expensive. Yeah. It is. It It costs a lot of money to run a football team. I
0: can't basketball,
1: imagine... Basketball, i imagine basketball is pretty cheap, because all you need is a court and a basketball. Yeah.
0: I, I mean, the risk is, I, I'd say in some ways, risks are lower, in some ways, risks are higher. Like, obviously, there's a risk of drowning, but, like, the risk of permanent brain damage is, oh, I'd say marginally lower for rowing. <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah, it's like, I always say to the kids, you know... Um, it's not
0: the NFL, kids. <laughs>
1: it's not the NFL. But, like, rowing rowing's a very safe sport until it isn't. Yeah.
0: I, well, usually a lot of the... I don't... Again, I, I don't want to... um Badmouth anybody's personal tragedy or familiar or team tragedy, but a lot of the the deaths I, I feel associated with rowing are generally about are generally people not following the best
1: practices. Um, yeah, there have been very few incidents where I'm like, "Well, that's just a freak thing." Yeah, and it's more of like, "What the hell were you doing?"
0: Right, and I mean, like, so, so, there's a, there's, I think, most of the things I hear about going wrong that are like less freak accident is somebody goes out by themselves or two people go out by themselves without a coach or whatever because they they've been rowing for a decade or you know, twenty years or whatever, and then you know they flip somewhere probably get a concussion and, and like drown or, or whatever right that's that's like a, a normal air quotes normal rowing accident right where maybe it wasn't necessarily like or it was a freak accident right like this person's never flipped they've been rowing forever you know that shouldn't have happened they uh-huh. probably had a flight plan and you're you know
1: people go out alone yeah even that, I don't consider it too free because they go out alone in yeah. early March in New England. It's like, well, I'm a, I'm yeah. a very good rower myself. I get scared. I would never do that personally because it's just too many things can go wrong.
0: Oh yeah, for sure. I like. I have a single. I've only been out in it without. I mean, like by myself a couple of times, and even though like it's the in a costume. I can stand at the bottom of the river, like it, and, or, or swim to shore very easily. There's docks all the way up and down it from like boathouses and clubs, like, or whatever. Like, I you roll weird, you hit your head, or, or whatever, it, it, you can't get your feet out, something wild. Like, you're assuming a lot of risk going out on your own. Um, which I would imagine most veteran rowers who row alone understand that risk that they are assuming. I think a lot of the accidents that catch attention are there was like a really recent one where a a coach went out in like a fucking storm and (laughs) like I don't remember the university. We might have even talked about it on the podcast. Like two kids drowned, right? What? Didn't we?
1: There was the Iowa one this year.
0: Yeah, is that the one like two kids drowned because the coach went
1: out No, they didn't have a coach.
0: (laughs) Yeah, right. Okay. They went out on their own as a club.
1: With learn to row people in borderline hurricane conditions, one of the people that drowned and died was a high person. school swim team rower.
0: Yeah, <laughs> it's I, it, like that's that is like that is that is the 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 air quotes coach that the, the people in charge of that team. Uh, it's not that wasn't a freak accident, that was them being negligent, like
1: yeah. Most, like- most accidents where I've seen kids get hurt, or yeah. afterwards, you're like, "Oh, damn, that could have been so much worse." Oh, the coach made a bonehead decision. Way to yeah. go! Yeah, no, absolutely. You know, that's not to say I've never made a bonehead decision myself, but oh yeah, like I've never, never been close to killing a kid. I'll put it that way.
0: <laughs> yeah, I don't think I've ever put one of my rovers' lives in danger like that. Um, I like I. I'll, I'll, you know, I'm very easy to just like fuck it. We'll be on the, you know, the rowing machines. It's it's too windy, and like two people here have only rowed like 20 times. Like we're not <laughs> we're not gonna risk it for a practice in the summer when we're not even having a rowing like a, a racing season, you know? Yeah. Um. But no, good luck to Howard. Hopefully, um, when this podcast airs four years after we've recorded it, they're uh, they're a, a strong team. Uh, club team at least, thriving. Hell, maybe yeah. we'll 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 be a split program. We'll pull the the Bonner and whatever that other school is. it will be, be AU <laughs> <A. U>. Howard. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm hoping I'm hoping uh, uh, the the American School Institute that I work for can like loan them equipment because I I feel like that's a huge hurdle. Is just like finding a boathouse, finding space, finding equipment like in a city um
1: yeah it's tough that's tough with boston and it's a freaking rowing city
0: yeah (laughs) i i don't know how many boathouses you guys have we have two in the on the on the rivers that matter um and neither of us have space
1: (laughs) i mean we have i honestly can't even count them but you know they're established boathouses so you can't just walk in and get a spot
0: yeah. Well, yeah, no way. <laughs> so now that we've uh, made everybody leave about rowing, let's talk about anime. Um, anime?
1: What, what about it?
0: Have you ever watched? Uh, I know you've watched Dragon Ball. I've watched Dragon Ball, and I, I didn't watch Super. I think you and uh, Big, or what is it, Boston Market, uh, watched Super. Yeah. Um. I know. I like. I track the storylines and stuff i just i couldn't get back into it um I I've, got, I've
1: got opinions on super
0: i watched the i watched the uh uh the broly movie i was i was i enjoyed it i think for for me with super it's like i'll watch the movies i'll watch the big events but like i i'm not circling back for for anything other than that
1: it's it's worth watching if you like dragon ball it's worth watching just don't expect it to be the heyday you know it's it's a lot of just, it's power creep anime. That's all it <laughs> really is. Uh, like, well, I, no, go for it. Go for it. Fight, fight, rinse, repeat. And just like, uh, it pissed a lot of people off. Hey, if you go into it and in, going into it, knowing what it is and just going to enjoy it, it's it's fun to watch. And the uh, the final tournament thing was a lot of fun to watch. A lot of stuff didn't feel earned in it, but it was still fun to watch. <laughs>
0: That's fair. I mean, the thing is, like, I, I, I can't... Because, again, I have not watched Super, but, like, Dragon Ball, entirely different show than Dragon Ball Z. Um,
1: Love Dragon Ball. Oh, my God. I, yeah.
0: Is. is, is it, I feel like Dragon Ball Super was more like a... Um, let's take the greatest hits and try to recapture that of Dragon Ball Z.
1: Yeah, that's that's fair. That's fairly accurate.
0: Um, but it's like, you know, we've, what, who have the villains been? Uh, Goku's family, and then after that, uh, more Saiyans, and then after that, uh, a Space Hitler, and then after that, uh, the androids, and then after that it was magic with with Boo. So it's kind of like, I feel like Super is just a continuation of that. And uh, after that, it's um, a god. And then uh, after that, it's a uh, time god.
1: <laughs> yeah. It, some of it was rough. Yeah, But in Dragon Ball fashion, all the fights were good. They were fun oh, to yeah. watch. And some of the transformations were pretty sweet. And Ultra Instinct, and you're talking about some of the coolest Dragon Ball things ever made. <laughs> the Ultra Instinct in the tournament are some of the, the best fights ever animated in an anime. I
0: believe that. I believe that. Um, but no, I, uh, I don't know if you've given like Naruto a shot, and I don't recommend anybody give Naruto a shot.
1: No, uh, not since I was a child.
0: The, what I will say is that what, and what's weird is like, I don't, I I feel like generation is the wrong term because that generally means like closer to 20 years, but the, the generation of anime watchers like after us, like uh, obviously there's like, you know, your, your, your big standout stuff that's happening in the background, right? Your Full Metal Alchemist, your Gundam, like, like, like other, other, big shows, but, like, there's there's that tsunami block of, like, anime that hits in America, uh, a younger demographic, and, like, st- it goes very long, they stick it out, and I feel like right after us, it was, uh, like, the Naruto group, right? And, or we were in between, because, like, like, obviously, Dragon Ball, uh, there's references in a bunch of other stuff, and there's, like, stuff we recognize, and, like, uh memes in our in our generation. But the thing is like fucking Naruto running, like obviously that was a lot, in a lot of different things, but
1: like, Yeah, it the- was called the Ner- Naruto run, but Goku runs like that in Dragon Ball.
0: That's fair. He does. He does. But I'm saying like it, it's a it's a like weird American anime watcher, like young anime watchers like Touchstone, right? Even if they weren't the originator of a thing, um I feel like, so there's, you know, Naruto, Naruto, Shippuden, and Naruto something with a B, I don't remember now. But um, Naruto in particular, uh, I think, I don't think it holds up. I really don't think it's worth watching, but I'm I'm watching it with Jay boner right now because it it was like that era they were called the big three, right? It was Bleach, Naruto, and One Piece. I can't get into One Piece. Um, Bleach falls apart. Naruto Shippuden falls apart because of I think filler. I think that that show is notorious for having like almost it's nothing
1: much, but filler. Almost <laughs> as much
0: filler as show. But um, for our non anime watchers, filler is enemies or or the cartoons. They are based off the manga, which is like the written comic book. And when you catch up to the comic book, you fill it with like you know nonsense that your writers make up that doesn't affect the main story but maybe it's like a side story and
1: or they just super extend a quest or something like that so it's like you're still on the main story but it's not it's a side quest it's not important it's like you know the all the frogs all the ginyu frog stuff in dragon ball z
0: (laughs) (laughs) right right so naruto is notorious for having the most filler uh, one piece is still going and I I don't I don't get it, but more power to folks. but I feel like I feel like Naruto in particular of the three has bled the most into like pop culture yeah. in so much as like even if you're not familiar with all of the Naruto stuff, right? you're familiar with obviously the running again, they're not the originator
1: um, yeah. the, the the hand motion thing the what? The hand motion thing,
0: yes. The the hand signs, uh, the fuck, um, the the Naruto archetype isn't none of you know. Uh, What's it the the guy's name? The mono myth writer that there's only really one story and we just keep telling it over and over again. But like the the Kakashi is the guy's name. He's the one with the uh, gray hair and like uh one eye covered or whatever, like that like mentor thing has kind of come more to the forefront. I think again it, not the originator, but like that that's a thing. And then like they're they're weird. There's in, in Shippuden the the villains wear those black robes with red clouds on them, little red clouds like that kind of bleeding into like some some pop stuff or like it, it's just it's the pop anime, right? Of the of the kids after us. And I don't know what the next one is going to be, because the thing is, it's not. I think after Naruto, uh, anime concentration wasn't just there wasn't like the the tsunami monopoly on anime. You know? Yeah. Everybody Gotta can
1: miss watch tsunami. It. Love
0: tsunami. I know, but like that's the thing is, everybody can watch anything now. Always, right? Um, HBO has anime. Netflix has anime. Hulu has anime. Everybody has anime. Um, so. I think I think that's kind of like <laughs> spread out
1: anime. Yeah, there's no one part anime. I think in recent stuff, Attack on Titan was really popular yes. with my kids.
0: Yes. Uh, I, I Attack on Titan was coming out when we were in college. That's when it started and it just ended, like the the show.
1: Yeah, I only got through season one.
0: It's I I haven't I haven't sat through all of it. It's it's very good i the the problem is like uh regardless of how well written the comic is the or poorly written the comic is the 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 anime writers can mess it up or make it better and i my understanding is that season two turned a lot of people off but that they they brought it back
1: and yeah i heard i heard they did bring it back i just haven't sat it was, it was one thing. It was on Netflix, and they didn't have season two for a long time. And then by the time season two came out, I forgot everything about season one, and I just didn't feel like going back.
0: If you, have, if anybody has HBO um, Max out there, they they cultivate a good crop of anime. And technically, everybody who has any kind of, I think, cable or satellite that they pay for can like sign into their provider on the Adult Swim app and watch any adult swim anime that they have the rights to at any time.
1: Um Uh, the kids love My Hero Academia as well.
0: That's solid. That's a solid one. But I haven't
1: watched it myself.
0: It's good. Uh I'd say after season three, it starts to kind of like fall off and uh we're we're in the post Harry Potter era, but it's it's My Hero Academia is is Harry Potter but superheroes.
1: Is, is... Uh, I will say, speaking of anime, I've been binging hardcore the original Pokemon Indigo League series. Indigo
0: League. Indigo League. Oh, okay. So that's the that's first like... one
1: when we were kids.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. They were all over the place with that shit.
1: <laughs> I was saying Indigo League, at least where I am so far. I remember it, it kind of goes all over the place later, but for now, Show Store really holds up. They do a good job with it. Yeah. Like, it's, it, it's obviously super childish, but I love yeah. Pokemon, so get at me.
0: Well, Ash Ketchum's been 10 years old for 20 years now.
1: <laughs> finally won uh Oh, did he win I think. A I think it was last year he finally won Pokemon Championship.
0: <laughs> Spoilers for Pokemon, he never wins any of the real leagues.
1: Um Christ. So well, kind of the point of his character because his character, he's training to be the best right and he doesn't, he doesn't take the Gary Oak way of doing it, you know, where it's just like catch a bunch of strong Pokemon. Like he actually treats his Pokemon well and becomes friends with them. And it's a different way of training them. And it's nice. He was originally, I read this somewhere. When they were first writing the show, he was originally going to win the Indigo League in his first season. And they were like, this is kind of ridiculous. Like he's just a brand new trainer. There's no reason he should be winning this thing.
0: (laughs) Right. So the thing is that's like to to get into the the differences, I don't remember I don't know if the written manga came before, like the comics came before, but he has like whole different Pokemon, and that's the characters red, right? Like there's yeah,
1: Ash and Red are two very different characters.
0: Yeah, they're different characters with the same model and design and gary is blue and then there's also like isn't there a third like leaf or, or no? no there's
1: green is technically a thing as well yes yeah
0: yeah yeah um so no i the thing is I, I i feel like pokemon's been very
1: consistent oh the issue with pokemon is like i was actually looking into reading the anime because i actually i really love red's character in general yeah but it depends on which comic you're reading. I was I was trying to figure out like what is the definitive. <laughs> um, I mean, I
0: mean, the show has been consistent, like
1: it yeah. Is- oh, but like in terms of the actual mangas, there's like no real. At least maybe right? someone can correct me. One of our many listeners, but there's like no definitive canon for Pokemon.
0: I believe that I do like I like that. Uh, r- realistic is the wrong word. Um, the the show that's about is it like champions or championship or whatever where the character is red it's not ash and it's like four episodes it's like a mini
1: series yeah um, were they i think they, the one that came out when we were in college yeah and like the Pokemon, their
0: the correct sizes
1: <laughs> yeah it modeled it modeled the game more
0: yes yeah
1: yeah that was phenomenal and they did a bunch of little mini shows too in the same animation style which was fun to watch I think
0: I I think somebody gets in a Pokemon battle with Giovanni in his office or the the protagonist does. Oh yeah, and they fucking blow it up. Yeah, an (laughs) attack misses and it just fucking blows up the office and it's like yeah that's that's what would happen. That's why they do it in big yards and open spaces.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Meanwhile, the you know the regular anime the Charizards fire blasting people and it's not a big deal. Oh
0: yeah no it's and like (laughs) parts of it are legitimately terrifying (laughs) (laughs) oh god i yeah i mean i i think no but i i mean the show i feel like the show in general say it it keeps going for another 20 years and like you know our our kids or or grandkids 30 years whatever are watching the show i feel like it's gonna be the same general message of just it's like it's it's nothing, it's inoffensive, but I feel like in it's it's consistent in its message. of just like, don't be a dick.
1: Yeah, the, which is a great thing that kids should learn.
0: <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> Friendship is magic, right? Um,
1: <laughs> the real Pokemon were the friends we made along the way.
0: Pretty much. So, uh, do you want to get into Black Widow, the latest Marvel movie?
1: I would love to. So I feel I feel like you and I have fairly similar opinions. I think I liked it more than you did.
0: Yeah, I was gonna say you, you and me generally agree. I think we have like two or three movies we're not on the same wavelength about. And I feel like this one, it's kind of like pushing it. Um, so wait, let, let's before we get into it, on our on our two out of two scale, no, no. Oh, go ahead and you can put variation on it. Where would you put it?
1: It's a firm one.
0: Yeah, yeah that's what i'd say i i don't know if it, i i don't think it would push low one
1: no it's definitely not low one for me
0: it I, it's got to sit for me and i i gotta do a rewatch before i compare it to thor dark world that's my bottom like
1: bottom oh, Definitely better than thor dark world
0: thor thor dark world just needs what thor dark world needed was somebody to come in and like tighten up the script and like yeah. 30 minutes off that movie but I when I rewatched Thor Dark World, because I, I recently did a rewatch of
1: all the Marvel movies. It gets more hate than it deserves. Um yeah, it
0: definitely gets more hate than it deserves. And it was it was entertained. Um I think I haven't watched
1: I I lost my Marvel list, but I don't think I actually had Thor Dark World as my lowest.
0: I think it's mine. I the thing is, like the the only thing that's kind of competed with it, uh it, it's super... It feels shitty to say, but it's, it's kind of been like Captain Marvel and now Black Widow. And I don't think they're they're as
1: low, for sure. It's, it's, it's better than... It's only better than Marvel.
0: Yeah. I... See, I have a soft spot for the character of Captain Marvel. And again, that's why it's like... I, I, it needs to sit, but it just feels shitty to say, like, the two female-driven <laughs> movies are... They're down there. They're not my
1: favorite. Um... But What's like, frustrating is in both of those movies, you can tell, same with Thor Dark World, there's a better movie in there. Yeah. Like, they had it, no, and I then th- they messed it up.
0: I think, I, I don't know if I wrote this in the Discord, but um, one of my favorite reviews of Black Widow, the first review I saw was, somebody saying, like, it's a competent movie, it's a good Marvel movie, you're going to enjoy yourself, you like Marvel movies. But, if you don't, the reason I didn't enjoy, the, the, the reviewer didn't enjoy it. And the reason I, I don't think I enjoyed it is that, like, the whole time I can see a better movie. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, they're taking steps to be that better movie. And then it just, like, takes four steps back. I don't know.
1: Um, yeah. I, the, the biggest thing, I, well, we beat it to death in the Discord. And I,
0: well, I don't no, like but, to the, say the, the listeners, all, list, all one listener in Russia, he's not in the Discord. Well, how dare I impose? They aren't yeah. in the Discord. So we're we're here to explain to them how we feel, but yeah. So we, we'd say it's a one out of two. You know, I don't regret watching it. I, I was entertained. I don't think I'd pay to watch it again, but when it's on Disney Plus, I'll probably give it a, re- a rewatch. I got to watch yeah. it again with with J boner she hasn't seen it yet. So, um, and I don't. I'm like I'm I'm not telling her not to watch it. Like I'll I'll gladly sit through it again. Um, so yeah, one out of two, real middling one.
1: Yeah, it's it's fine, and I enjoyed it. It's fine. Um. Yeah, but as as for our issues with it, like, it's just a lot of the same issues that I think Marvel keeps running into, and it's really frustrating, where it's like, we keep watching these Marvel movies, and you're like, oh, this could have just been better if you did... And we're not exactly movie makers here. No, no, no. But it's like, how, is, how are average viewers or, you know, people on Reddit coming up with scripts that are better?
0: I I think the 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 marvel fatigue started around doctor strange i think that was the movie for me yeah where i was like you you started to do something different here but then you just fell into the same although i, I will say when i rewatched doctor strange i was like okay like they at least like i think that might have been the first one i could be totally wrong where beating the villain wasn't just like blowing him up
1: <laughs> right yeah that was nice But other than that, the issue was that was supposed to be like a horror movie, and then Disney stepped in and was like, you can't have a scary Marvel movie. Those are for kids.
0: Well, that's with that one, especially. It's, I think, I don't know if I saw it with you, but I think at least with people in the Discord, I, I saw it with, and we out loud, like, weaned and cringed in the theater when it was just like super serious scenes and then like oh you got to put a joke in you got like it felt it felt like somebody came in and was like there's got to be a joke you, you can't not have a joke it's a marvel movie you gotta have a joke
1: yeah. and uh, of all of detroit's terrible movie takes yeah that's his worst one <laughs> <laughs> how is that his favorite marvel movie i don't get it like there's not that many redeeming qualities about that movie
0: i mean uh the i mean all the actors are good. like that's the, that's the other thing too with all the marvel
1: movies there's never yeah there's never terrible acting in it's it the which,
0: acting is always very good or which,
1: which helps black widow a lot because oh, yeah. you've, you've got scarjo who's phenomenal david harbour who's phenomenal yeah. um who's the the older woman i can't remember her actress and the one from rachel, the money rachel
0: weiss?
1: is that yeah rachel weiss she's phenomenal um yeah. Oh, why am I blanking on the other Florence, girl, her right? sister,
0: Flor- Florence Pugh? I think
1: Florence Pugh. Yeah, she was really good. I hadn't really seen her in anything before, but she was really good as well.
0: She, she like, I, I think she, she out acted ScarJo in some scenes, like
1: in some well, scenes.
0: Not, no, yeah, not everything, but like there, there were there were parts where I was just like, wow, who, who is this person? Why have, why have I never seen a movie with them? <laughs>
1: I definitely um, thought she was going to sacrifice herself at some point in this movie. Cause they foreshadowed it like 10 times. Yeah. Yeah. And then, and then she jumps on the wing at the end and is like, I thought she was going to jump into the engine.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Me too. Um, so I'm, I'm going, I'm going to walk through the, the Wikipedia breakdown of the plot and just, we're coming as we go. Um, Oh, okay. So it opened, it opens. So here's, here's, here's what I'll say. My, my opinion i wrote this in the group is is just that and i was talking to a uh, actually a nerd a few hours ago when i was at a happy hours j boner I, i'll mention his opinion too he he and i think I, I hearing it from him i definitely agree with it i didn't even think about it too heavily it was definitely in the background was this just came out at the wrong time like sequence wise like this i said this i said this to flyers if yeah. this
1: came out right after pretty much after endgame when it was supposed to this would have been much better received because everyone would have been happy to have to, to kind yeah. of schlocky action shoot them up.
0: Well, th- that and if it even e- not even that, like uh, I get not wanting to put this right out after Civil War, but I think this should have come out before Infinity War. I think it. I think it would have done better if it had been slotted anywhere. Hell, even even in between Infinity War and Endgame. Um, yeah, it's just like. Is we just it, it doesn't help that COVID happened, but like if we just feel so removed from this point in time that when watching it, I'm like, why does it why does it have to take place in that point in time? Like it doesn't seem relevant, but we'll get there. So it opens in 1995. Um, David Harbour's character is Red Guardian, and uh, Rachel Weisz's character, um, Mrs. Black Widow, are. Uh, spies stealing from a a a shield you know research center the mcguffin for the rest of the movie but um i really liked all of that um i i i feel like it was so i was gonna get to originally it was i feel like the as i was watching the movie and especially after i got out it felt like there were eight different Really good ideas for a whole story they could have run with, but they just stacked those ideas on top of each other and string them together.
1: Yeah, again, um, it's just typical when it comes to Marvel fatigue. They keep doing this. Yeah, it's like just stick with one simple plot.
0: Well, the, the script also sat around for like eight yeah. years or something, and it got rewritten and rewritten and rewritten, and um, they it. I don't, so I, I know why they do this. I don't like that they do this. They brought on this indie director who is apparently very good. She's done two or th- three movies um, that are very, like, m- my understanding is uh, uh, about, like, one of them might have been a suspense or a, a thriller, but I think that the majority of these these indie low-budget movies were, like, uh, about, like, strong female characters, and, like, i I feel like it was, like, coming-of-age kind of stuff. But um, they they bring on this, like, indie director. And I get little snippets of what I feel like are this director's, like, influence. But then I just feel like there's a bunch of other Marvel shit mashed in on top of it. And I got that with Ant-Man because of Edgar Wright. And uh, Doctor Strange won because of the horror director. But, like... uh, we started with that family drama and all that family stuff in the nineties. And I liked that. I thought that was all really good. And I was like, okay, it's gonna be it's gonna be like Fast and the Furious. It's gonna be about family, right? And like that was kind of the backbone of everything, but
1: they kept like, bogging it down with mindless action that served no purpose.
0: After after the family stuff, I feel like Rachel Weiss was in the movie for maybe five seconds. Maybe a fifth of it. And I feel like David Harbour was in it half might be generous. A third?
1: Between uh, a third and a half.
0: Between a third and a half, right? And it's like you you I, I it's this you, you build this 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 very strong through line of family, right? And that's that's the whole conclusion is about family and that they bring up family so much. I I feel like if you control F the script, family would come up a hundred a thousand times, right? <laughs> but it feels like that the middle everything after that part up until they're at the pig farm not a farm pig research farm with uh, rachel weiss's character it, it does it feels disconnected from like the theme
1: um yeah, and- I, I said it in the discord where it's like there was so much in there That was nice. Like, I really enjoyed the pig farm scene. The uh, sabotaging the plane had some clever stuff in it. Mm -hmm. Uh, the prison breakout could have been so much better, it didn't need to blow up, yeah, (laughs) just didn't need to happen. And then there, but there's so many character moments that were nice, and you wanted more of those, right? And they were coming out
0: that feels like the indie director, right? Like, yeah,
1: but. Then you, I was thinking about the beginning of the movie and it's like the first 45 minutes of that movie are just her and Florence Pugh running around getting shot at. And like, the, it honestly got boring at one point for me. And some of it was so outlandish. Like I realized the widows technically have a little super serum in them, but ScarJo fell up a building, hit 20 things on the way down. and was totally fine.
0: I, so so the movie's in like I said it's in blocks, right? So the first block is that like family drama. The second the the bolt so that my least favorite part of the movie was the born like <laughs> the born identity part, right? Yeah. Which is
1: the every- shaky cam run through buildings. Right. Everything from
0: when the family flashback ends to the prison break, I would say is the born supremacy born identity part of the film, right? Where It feels like this this spy on the run thriller kind of mystery, trying to figure out this mystery with her her sister, right? And honestly, I, I I would not have enjoyed it as much as the other parts, but that alone as a movie and like as a like a thematic like through line for the entire movie would have I think I would have enjoyed that more as a movie than this like block by block like tone like shifting yeah it, it's not even tone it's it's like a, it's like just a whole genre of movie um so the that's we get like a you know she she does a uh uh what is it called an okey-doke on you know general ross the the other thing too is i feel like there's a lot of wasted characters
1: yeah, um, why was ross in it at all
0: ross didn't need to be in there at all also how'd she get away at the end
1: like <laughs> ross was there and the next scene,
0: she's gone. <laughs> what so, happened? So, Ross is in the movie. That that matters twice. Once at the beginning when she shakes all the guards or whatever. Which,
1: which I was fine with that scene because it was right after Civil War. I needed to figure... he <laughs> needed to find out how she got away after Civil War. Fine.
0: Yeah, that's fine.
1: But why did they need him at the end?
0: <laughs> and then at the end, it was like, oh, she's... The plan, they're going to call Ross. Ross is going to show up with S.H.I.E.L.D. or, or S.H.I.E.L.D. doesn't exist, whatever... Or it does again. I don't fucking know in the shield continuity, but uh, he's gonna show up with like the military, and see this giant uh knockoff helicarrier and help blow it up or something, right? Um, but they they show up after the action, and we don't even see them get out of the fucking cars. So it's like, why was why was Ross in this fucking movie? <laughs> he didn't need to be. It could have just been that one little cameo at the beginning, right? Yeah, all uh, so I needed. If that, right? Tr- truly didn't even need that but we we open with that and then it's like we cut to florence P is a black widow hunt- with a bunch of other black widows hunting down a- another black widow who frees her from this mind control thing
1: yeah we um, didn't realize it was a black widow and
0: yeah and she stabs her she stabs the shit out of her that was graphic
1: i love that, that Was that was um, brutal
0: I think there were people in my movie theater who literally winced like out loud, like "Oh fuck!"
1: <laughs> I squirmed um, a little in my
0: seat. Yeah, that was that was intense. I, which again, it's like okay, you're gonna do the Bourne thing, right? I was like, we're gonna get a fucking Bourne movie. We're gonna get a spy on the run with her sister, trying to be spies. Um, we cut back, and it, it's like Florence Pugh reaches up, scrolls her hands in. Um, by sending, you know, the serum, the, the cure, the brain control cure.
1: And then we get Taskmaster who just doesn't get used the entire.
0: Yeah, that was, that was a, a huge bust is having Taskmaster. We'll, we'll, we'll get there, but Taskmaster is another wasted character. Um, I don't know the the guy's name, but I, we were walking out of there. The actor's name is O.T., uh, uh Benell, I don't know, but he was playing Rick Mason, who's like a, a you know shield person or whatever. Um, he's like a fixer, a finder, or whatever. But it's like what, I, what did the, that guy showed up what, three times and mostly... Uh, why have a named character from the fucking comic books who <laughs> uh, doesn't really like his interactions with her? Like it didn't, it didn't pay off in the like. Action yeah, it,
1: it got her a helicarrier.
0: <laughs> yeah, he, yeah got, got her got her one of the jets, and then he got her a helicopter and he got her the, the generator, right? So he popped up three times. Why does she need something? Um, okay, that's that's probably like the, the least wasted, but still. So she she she's living out in Norway or whatever, getting ready to dye her hair blonde. I don't know if you caught that.
1: Yeah, um, I
0: did. And that's when Taskmaster shows up to hunt down the serum. Um, but she escapes.
1: And that was a really cool little fight that they had yeah. on the bridge there. Yeah. That like, that's the- was done so nicely. That was and exactly- then you've got it like half a time after that. <laughs>
0: after, yeah. After that, she gets to, uh, she goes straight to Budapest after that, right?
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. And that's where we get her and Florence Pugh. I, they got to do the, I, it's,
1: That fight went way too long.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It was dumb. Anyway, and then the Black Widows show up. So, this is also the only other time, this is the only time the Black Widows show up, right? Other than the Climax.
1: Yeah.
0: So, like, the Black Widows were also wasted. (laughs) Um, Taskmaster shows up again, but really doesn't do anything that is Taskmaster specific, other than shoot a bow, which yeah. could could be fucking anybody. Like not not really relevant,
1: but um, it's just like so many of the Marvel villains nowadays, it's just like they explain how bad they are instead of showing you. And there's yeah. something we've talked about on the podcast before: show, don't tell.
0: So then they then they're like, we gotta we gotta figure it. We gotta go. They're on the run. They're on the run. They steal cars. They're like, we're gonna do. We're going we're gonna to end the Red Room. Cool. Um, that's where the Bourne movie ends. Uh, and we move into what I would say Mission Impossible territory. Um,
1: yeah, that's a good description. The prison break and...
0: The prison break and the the, the... the We get a little interlude of family drama. And then we go back to Mission Impossible where they're doing fake face stuff. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, we go into Mission Impossible part one where there's this prison break and David Hart. I love David Harbour. He, he steals every fucking scene he's in. Like,
1: he really does. He is the best part of the movie.
0: Um, the director came out and she, I think like the first article I saw when I, I looked up the movie again was like uh, Red Guardian. The director said Red Guardian needs his own movie. <laughs> <laughs> I was, like, I'd watch it. Like, I, fuck, I'd watch a Disney Plus show. Um but I uh, David Harbour's great he he fucking kills it he's he's got this like hilarious thing where he keeps talk he's obsessed with Captain America and there's no fucking payoff for that and they set up the payoff so many times
1: and then yeah when he's fighting Taskmaster like use the move yeah. that he was talking about in the prison with the yeah. shield
0: that's what i thought was going to happen was that like he keeps talking about how he beat technically it would have been like Isaiah Bradley or like a different Captain America, right? Because Captain was in the ice at the time, but he's he keeps talking about... And, like, it's not just a prison story, because he brings it up to
1: Starlight.
0: Where it's like, did he talk
1: did he about, talk about me?
0: Right? And, like, he... There was a thing, yeah, like you said, he specifically said, oh, I grabbed the shield and I took it from him, or whatever. And, like, in in a weird way, he does get a hold of the shield, but it's not in the fight. Like, um, but we're we're getting ahead of ourselves. So they do a prison break. It's it's fun to watch, but the prison didn't need to blow up, like you said. Like they didn't need to have a.
1: Uh... It didn't need to be a big shootout. It didn't need to have an avalanche. It didn't need to explode. It it didn't. It was so gratuitous.
0: Didn't need people jumping in and out of helicopters.
1: Yeah, like you could have just had a solid little prison break thing, mix yeah. in a little bit of David Harbor super strength. Show it off. Yeah, so it can pay off later. Yeah. And then simple prison break. That's all he needed to do. Yeah,
0: So it wasn't actually resolved and it bugged me. They never fucking really said told us why he was in prison for 20 years or whatever the fuck. Like
1: the other dude just put him in there. That's all they really told
0: you. I know. I know. That's all they told us. Like, oh, you put me in here because, you know, I I said he had bad hair or something or, or like I thought the Communist Party should be more of a party. Like, but like I there was nothing from the villain about like, oh, he was a fucking failure. Like, you know, he aged too fat. He aged normal or whatever, and we wanted like a, a super soldier like Captain America. So, anything, fucking anything, or the, fucking make a reference to the Winter Soldier. Like we got something better, you know? Like, yeah. But it, it it just feels like a lot of like shit that went nowhere. So they they get him. He mm-hmm. takes them to uh Rachel Weiss, who we we get the the only other than the two Mission Impossible sections we get we get our second family section right where um i think i I saw an interview where apparently like the singing like david harbour singing uh uh was it was it american pie yeah that was like not improv but that was like his
1: idea (laughs) yeah and that was a nice moment like we're talking about You know, it's like poetry. It repeats, you know, you have the American (laughs) Pie beginning of the movie. Thank you, George Lucas. Um, And and you bring it back and that's nice. That's a nice moment.
0: (laughs) Yeah. And and like, so that's the thing too. It's like, so this, so the born spy movie of just the two sisters would have been a great movie. Would have watched that. Just the two sisters fighting and running away from Black Widows and Taskmaster, right? That would be a entertaining, cohesive fucking movie the family shit of you know scarlett johansson is trying to put her family back together her fake family and it's all about the drama about that and the take the fucking black widows out take taskmaster out it's just about finding the red room and confirming that this person she thought she killed that was evil's actually dead right and and you you lean more on the family drama and you still have your action scenes but they're like the prison break they're you know Rachel Weiss is a bunch of booby traps. There's a bunch of, you know, no name soldiers somewhere that you got Ross in the movie fucking have the spy on the run shit come back. And so we, we get this really tight family movie again for about 10 minutes, which uh, probably my favorite part of the movie is when they're when they're at the pig farm and the beginning. um, And then it turns into, you know marvel climax slash mission impossible part two right um they end up on a helicarrier a a knockoff knock i like that it was a knockoff russian helicarrier i think that's fucking hilarious
1: yeah Um, but it's like they they did some nice stuff in there that wasn't unpredictable like there was some nice stuff in there like oh this is actually clever you guys clearly thought about this Like, the reveal was good and all of that stuff. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I I like... It was a good reveal. We get in there, and it's like, oh, they're they're doing the face swap. And then we also get... I don't know if this has happened in a Marvel movie. We get two flashbacks to them being back on the farm and strategizing this strategy um, of their heist. So we're we're kind of also getting, like, soft heist movie shit, right? Yeah. Which which kind of broke it broke the flow for me.
1: Yeah, Uh, it wasn't the best edited flashback thing. Like honestly, they probably they didn't even need to have the flashbacks. Nobody just reveal that Scarlett Johansson. Like okay, cool. Look, Rachel Weiss helped trick them. (laughs) Like that's all we needed.
0: Yeah, the the flashbacks didn't need to be in either part. Like instead of flashing back, they could have just done the two face reveals. Whatever and
1: um oh we talked before we knew they were coming it's, it needed what, to be a one-liner on the thing look, her they, talking they, to david harbour there, there
0: didn't even need to be a line on the face reveals in my opinion They could have
1: but if they're gonna do it you could have just right. done it simply you didn't right, need right, the flashback and, then, and, 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 with and the, we we do have to realize these are ch- children's movies like we are nitpicking a child's yeah. movie yeah that's fair. so i, I get they do need to be a little bit more spell it um, out for some people. Yeah. But... But they didn't
0: need to do, like, a, a gratuitous flashback. They could have just... Oh, yeah, we did this face swap thing. Oh, yeah, I told her that all the Black Widows can't hurt him, so she has to break her nose. She's got it. Like, that could have just been the combo between her and, you know...
1: Also, like, she didn't need to tell him that. Tell her that. I, I get, get that she did, but... Like, Scarlett Johansson's smart person in this film. Yeah. Like, she could have just said, oh, well, if I can't smell you, then I can hurt you, and just breaks her nose on the table, and that would have been more powerful, honestly.
0: Yeah, probably. Um, We do get probably one of the dumbest lines in movie history, if not just the Marvel movies, Um, which, I mean accuracy or or emotional resonance with certain people's side um, the line which was uh, from the the true villain uh, who doesn't start to talk until the end and he's like you know a <sighs> taskmaster's his daughter whatever but um is I I was exploiting or using uh, I think it was using um, the world's uh, like, most thrown away or abundant, I think the world's most abundant resource, like thrown away little girls or something. Yeah. Was I don't remember it exactly, but I fucking I think everybody in the Discord that was there at the movie theater with me and, and a bunch of people in the theater just fucking laughed. Like, it was, I don't know if it was just written in an awkward way or it was delivered awkwardly, but like.
1: He wasn't me. great. He was, and if we talk about good versus bad acting, he was like over the top with it.
0: So, we, we, get our, we get our our climax. They blow up the helicarrier. There's a lot of, like, wild shit. People jumping in and out of planes or, or, or helicarriers, falling explosions, like, really gratuitous shit. And, like, Taskmaster, it turns out, is, is you know, the villain's daughter that he fucking... I actually
1: burned. didn't see that one coming.
0: I... I don't want to say that I saw it coming, but, like, when they, they kept fucking talking about this dead daughter, or this dead daughter... And we had no hints as to who Taskmaster was. As soon as he's like, don't you know? I was like, oh, fuck, it's the daughter.
1: Like, <laughs> I, It was one of those where they revealed it. I was like, oh, duh, I'm an idiot. But uh, I didn't straight up predict it.
0: No, no, no. I didn't. I, that was not my guess at the beginning. Um, I want to say after the third time they brought up the daughter, I was like, I feel like they're talking about this daughter so much. <laughs> um,
1: yeah, that's fair.
0: But that's, I was I was holding out hope it wasn't just the daughter, and then when he started to do like the the villain monologue reveal, I was like, ah, oh, it's the daughter. Um, which so
1: look how evil I am. I slaved my daughter.
0: So I mean, I I the last thing I want to talk about is Taskmaster being underutilized. Is there anything you want to talk about before we go into to the, the like the the end of the podcast?
1: <laughs> um. Let me think. What else did I have with the movie? I mean, I've said most of it. It's like they just didn't need the half hour of action at the beginning of the movie. They could have saved it for the end and had a much better paid off fights versus a bunch of mindless fights at the beginning. I think that was one of my biggest issues with it. Like, just simplify your shit.
0: Yeah. I think the Black Widows, like the the greater Black Widows were wasted um Rachel Weisz was wasted fucking David Harbour was wasted uh Taskmaster was wasted I feel I just it just feels like they 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 could have cut any of those things any one of those things and like spent the rest of the time fleshing out the rest like it felt like okay the Black Widows during the Born Supremacy part of it I thought okay they're gonna be running from Black Widows and fighting Black Widows for this whole movie but then they fucking are gone for the rest of the movie until the finale,
1: <laughs> and they're not even that impressive. Like Scarlett Johansson beats the crap out of most of them.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like it's okay. And then it, like, why have Red Guardian? Right? Why? Why have the mom like actually be a part of the story? It, it's it. It's it's annoying because, like I said, I think earlier, like it, you could have taken any of these things and fleshed them out a ton more. And had a more interesting or at least cohesive story about these like tighter things. But so taskmaster, Taskmaster's powers in the comics are similar to, to that. I, I don't know how he does it. I think it's like a, is he a mutant or something? Or is it just,
1: he's I just don't remember. I just know that he can watch someone fight and immediately mimic them.
0: And then immediately mimic them. And it comes up um, one time. And I know there's people who disagree and say, well, no, he fought like Captain America. He had claws like, you know, T'Challa and all this. Well, but- actually,
1: one thing that was really cool I don't know if you noticed, I haven't gone back to rewatch it, but yeah. she did fight like him, her, sorry, Taskmaster, she and David yeah. Harbor mm-hmm. basically redid this, the uh, Winter Soldier knife fight scene.
0: Yes. Yeah, so that's the thing is like a lot of her choreography was references, right? And references to to the way other people fought. That is cool. That is that is that is neat. That is a a, a nice fine detail for us to 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 pick out and be like, oh, do you know that the way that she picked up the shield was the exact same way Cat picks it up, where he steps on the corner and it pops right up. um Did you know that like the the Wakanda Forever T'Challa part of it? Like, so yes. The, it was a. It was. It was literally the choreography was referential. But the point of Taskmaster is that Taskmaster is so fucking hard to deal with because Taskmaster just fights in a way either copies you exactly or fights in a way that's antithetical to the way you fight, and it makes it hard, right?
1: Yeah. And, and then changes mid fight.
0: Yes, and that came up one time, and that came up when Natasha was fighting Taskmaster, and he literally started doing. It, it's a guy in the, in the comics. so apologies that she literally does uh, Natasha's like fucking and, neck yeah, strength, yeah. Um and is, is mimicking her fighting style and her stances and stuff and other than that Taskmaster's ability to copy anybody's fighting style I don't think is really relevant to the story nope <laughs> not at all um because the 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 only other task there's what well, there's two more Taskmaster fights really, because Taskmaster he, they she she shoots the bow, but like she could have used a fucking grenade launcher. Like it, it, it's such an arbitrary thing because it's an explosive to blow up a car, it, that that wasn't really a relevant exchange or like the bow wasn't if the bow was the only thing they could have used at the time, or they were switching between a gun and a bow or like it, you, you have such a a great character you can do so many things with and it just felt like it was it was a referential thing right like yeah,
1: it was just I, like we need a big bad villain for the trailer oh let's pick taskmaster
0: yeah and then we can I, I i'm sure i i didn't i don't look this up I'm, I'm not gonna look this up and i apologize if i'm wrong i'm sure they found or they got like all a stunt guy or three or four stunt guys for captain america's choreography or the the choreography guy and was like hey you're gonna be the body of taskmaster and you've done all these fighting styles before you know this is really like for that person i'm sure this was a fucking like magnum opus moment where they could reference every little you know style of fighting that they coached or taught or saw but like in in the terms of the story using taskmaster didn't fucking come up like the the place it could the only other place it could have come up is in that fight with david harbour which we don't get to see a lot of, honestly.
1: Nope, uh, it's like five seconds. There, there's a nice. There's the, they, you know, they kind of redo Winter Soldier. Yeah, and that's pretty much it.
0: <laughs> and, and we get two cutaways, but the thing is, like, so we get a couple of Captain America shield throws, which, I, if, if you're, if, that's the thing is, if it's not, it, it should have been like that's you have Taskmaster. Taskmaster should be the fuck the black widows you're fighting taskmaster time after time and taskmaster just keeps kicking natasha's ass natasha and florence's ass right so then they go and they get the red guardian you know he he beats taskmaster a little bit but then taskmaster learns and then you know you finally get the whole four family together and they can finally take down taskmaster because it's just too much for him right or or she or whatever and like you have this villain that has like a very like predictable is the wrong thing to say but like you, you the tools you have with this character they just completely unutilized because i was like okay like Taskmaster is not important that's fine you know david harbour's gonna make a reference to i know how to beat taskmaster because i've fought a captain america before or something right and they're fighting like like he's losing and then he gets the upper hand when uh She switches to Captain America style, and he's like, "Oh," and then
1: switches to to or something, and then he starts losing.
0: And then he starts losing, right? Or something, and it it just was didn't came up, didn't didn't fucking come up. And that's Taskmaster is is my it's going to be like my tentpole of criticism for the movie of just like wasted potential, right? I think what they did with the character in the movie was, was fine. It works, but it didn't have to be fucking Taskmaster.
1: Yeah, it could have been random soldier insert here.
0: Yeah. Um, and not to say that they can't, down the road, introduce Taskmaster again and do something with it, because they can. Like it, it's, it's fucking comics and movies. Like It's comic movies. They could have, like, the Taskmaster protocol was recovered and blah, 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 blah. This is the new Taskmaster. Um so it's not like the, the, the villain is dead or, or or completely wrong. It's just like it, it it's wasted potential the movie. Penn State crew the movie. Um I got nothing else to say without repeating myself. One out of two. Worth the watch. Um not their best, unfortunately. Uh
1: still enjoyed it. Scarlett Johansson was phenomenal as always.
0: Yeah, yeah, can't wait to see Red Guardian movie and uh, Florence Pugh and the Young Avengers. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I'm curious what they do with Florence Pugh's character, and the uh, the postcard scene was nice and all, but also, like, kind of disappointing because Florence Pugh's character is not that stupid. Damn. I, I feel like at this point, everybody knows how that sacrifice that Scarlett Johansson had in Endgame happened.
0: Yeah, <laughs> I... I, like... Yeah, we'll see. I mean, I guess she's gonna show up in the Hawkeye show, and that'll be the conflict in the fucking Hawkeye
1: show. I don't know.
0: I got nothing else to go out on. You got anything you want to go out on, Bud?
1: Yeah, nothing about the movie. I think we beat it to death.
0: <laughs> All right. You want to call it a podcast?
1: Yeah, I would like to call out uh, over the weekend. All mm-hmm. right, my eyeball was killing me. Flyers yeah. decided, hey, let's have a nice little game night. She pulled out this game that I could play with like only really one eye.
0: Okay. Super simple. Yeah.
1: Uh, it's called Stratego. Never heard of it. And you know, it was a simple game. I only needed to look at a couple pieces. It didn't take a ton of brain power, but still enough to keep it interesting for me. Um, where you, you got to try to capture the opponent's flag. There's a little trickery going on. Okay. So you know, it was a nice little game to play. Had fun. Recommend it to any of our listeners.
0: Yeah, maybe I'll give it a shot. Well, with that, uh, we'll call it a podcast. We need to figure out if there's a Marvel version of Stratego.
1: <laughs> sure, there is somewhere.
0: <laughs> All right. Good night, man. Good night.